everyone, this is Sarah McFarland from Inside Scientific, the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Our real science sessions focus on connecting with the researchers, educators, and industry professionals from all walks of life that make scientific discovery and innovation possible. We talk about their work, their passions, their pitfalls, why they got into science in the first place, and where the road lies ahead. Today I'm speaking with Dr. Yelena Akalina, a research scientist and the co-director and instructor of clinical microsurgery at the Microsurgery Research and Training Lab in the Department of Orthopedic Surgery at Columbia University. This program teaches microsurgery to more than 200 surgeons and researchers every year from many institutions throughout the U.S. and more than 70 other countries. Under her direction, the main goal of the training program is to teach surgeons to perform surgery on very small vessels and nerves under a microscope to enable them to perform similar surgical procedures in the clinic and ultimately save lives. To this end, she has been teaching microvascular surgery to different medical personnel from all over the US and abroad since 1996. I'd like to thank Kent Scientific for sponsoring today's episode. They are widely regarded as a trusted and reliable partner and provider of innovative research solutions. And today, Kent Scientific has come to be known as an integral member of the small animal research community and a trusted partner. Okay, Yelena, thank you so much for being here with us today and taking the time to chat. Um, it's really great to have you on with us. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's an honor and a pleasure to see you again and see everybody else. And it's a pleasure to be here as well. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> Happy New Year. Okay, so let's get started. Um, our first question that we have for you today, Elena, is uh, where did you grow up and how did your youth influence your path and passion towards science? Um, thank you very much uh, for this question. It's a really interesting uh, story because I came from far away <laughs> and I grew up in um, Moscow, Russia, and um, always loved animals since I was very little. And uh, my parents always complained because I bring everybody I can find on the street, <laughs> sick or uh, healthy, and bring it home and nurse uh, little kittens and dogs uh, uh, to health and then um I can't keep them all, so I can let it go. I give it to um, my friends. But uh, this is kind of um, turned my path to be a biologist, and I wanted to be a biologist, and I applied for the Moscow State University um, in the 80s, um, late 80s. But by political um, situation in Russia, I couldn't make it to the university. And by the same grades that we had an um, entrance exam, I was accepted to the Veterinary Academy of Moscow. And that kind of brought me to become a veterinarian. Still apply, you know, to uh, my animal, love to animals and to science. And that's how I become, uh, who I become, a vet. <laughs> awesome. That's a really cool story, and I'm sure a lot of vets can relate um, to that. So you mentioned the Veterinary Academy. Um, where else did you study throughout your whole educational background, um, and how did you end up in your current field now teaching microvascular <laughs> surgery? Well, I can tell you by the accident. Um, you know, sometimes that you do have an opportunity in your life which you have to grab on and 
uh, don't take no for the answer and just go for it. Being in Russia, um, I also completed uh, Master of Science in Toxicology, and that opened up my um, interest in research and ability to be a scientist. And also, when we came here to uh, United States, I wanted to become a veterinarian again, and I started applying for the foreign veterinary program to become a licensed veterinarian, but my education was not equal enough, so I needed to do more credits. So I went back to school in Mercy College, actually, in the Bronx, in um, in Westchester, in New York, and started taking credits. So microsurgery lab, at Columbia University Department of Orthopedics at that time accepted interns. So I came here as an intern for three credits. And um, somehow by being uh, doing my internship, uh, that happens the director at the lab at this time um, left. And I was like hanging <laughs> here, but being a doctor and being exposed um, to the science and loved uh, to teach and by, you know, my personality also was really open to learn something new and be great with the students, so I was offered to stay. And this is how I stayed as a senior technician. And in 1996, I started uh, in a very low position and um, grew up from there, being a research scientist and director of the lab for the last 20-something years. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, fantastic story, and it's um a lot of people, I think, can relate that they'd sort of happened into their career by accident. So <laughs> we've heard that a few times on the show. And it's, um, yeah, it just seems to be like an ongoing thing where a lot of people just sort of fell into it and took the opportunity and ran with it. So yeah, that's, that's really awesome. Exactly right. Cool. Okay. Um, so you mentioned a few people along the way, and I'm just wondering if you'd like to specifically mention anybody, um, that has influenced your career and sort of how they had done so. Um, well, there are a lot of people I've met on my way, uh, to become a microsurgeon. Um, so when I started working here, I was sent to a lot of, uh, microsurgical center in the U.S., in the end of 90s. And um, I become a very friendly and admire the Dr. Brian Cooley, who is now uh, pro- probably retired by now, but he was an instructor in microsurgery in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, an amazing instructor and a very, very uh, talented scientist and researcher. And we become a good friends. And he taught me a lot of um, little things like tips and tricks and um, I saw him working and I admired him. I was like, oh my God, I really want to be like you with your hands and your open uh, mind. And he actually introduced me to the World Society of Microsurgery. So I went out to the world from U.S. Microsurgical Center to the world of microsurgery. And um, Dr. Harold Dick, uh, who was the chairman at that time, who hired me in the beginning in 96. So that was another um, a person who turned my life around. And it was uh, really nice to have a person like that as uh, long as a Dr. Rosenwasser, Melvin Rosenwasser, who is my boss and pre- is 
current current one and amazing microsurgeon. So just watching them work and working with them doing research project is really opened up for me more than just uh, clinic, you know, uh, practical instructional microsurgery, also a research world. So, but it is a line of people I can admire and uh, really many, many to mention, but that's the main one. Awesome. Yeah. A fantastic team to work with, I'm sure. Okay. And so we've talked a lot about microsurgery and rodent microsurgery. So I'm going to get into the nitty gritty on that a little bit. Um, something that a couple of our listeners have wondered is if you're just starting out with rodent microsurgery, um, and rodent surgery in general, what are some of the most important tools to have at your station? So um, that's a great um, arena to talk about it. And thank you for this question, because I do teach, we teach together now the courses that involve researchers and pharmaceutical people. And I did and I do um, teach on the basic microsurgery to research personnel as well. And that question always comes up. What is it? How do I start? What is it I do? And I'm telling you now the first and the best idea to have, what are you going to do? So you do have to have a specific, very specific goal in your mind. So you have to know uh, what species you're going to be working with, what pro uh, project, what procedures you're going to start uh, working on. And the first thing, of course, as a microsurgeon, you have to have a surgical microscope, stereo microscope, no matter what um, uh, brand it is, as long as it's a surgical microscope and has the lights coming from above the field. And you, you have to have um, good optics, of course. You have to have the instruments, instrumentation. And I know there is a quite a few companies who sell microsurgical instruments and it is very important to have the right tools that you are working with. You also need to have uh, specific tables, specific chairs, the lighting. You have to have sutures that are specifically uh, designed to do micro um, uh, procedures. And of course, you need, well, anesthesia machine, it again, depends what procedures you are doing. Um, so that's whole um, uh, set of the equipment you would need, but also very important planning ahead. So just not jumping <laughs> with closed eyes and like, oh, I do microsurgery now. There is a lot of things you need to do. And um, I'm open to help anybody who would um, have some questions. And I've done it before. I helped to design quite a few labs. And I've been doing it for 26 years. So uh, that's a lot of help. A lot of people uh, can be again involved to get you started. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Okay. And so um, you've mentioned planning with the end in mind and some of the things that you need to plan for. Um, but what are some of the things that you think are most important for students to learn from an instructor? So not necessarily from tools and equipment, but um, from other people. Is it posture, handling techniques, sterile techniques? Like what would you say is some of the most important things for students to learn? Well, all of that. So if you're doing animal surgery, 
then you do need to know how to handle animals, what's uh, um, aseptics or sterile techniques, how to comfortably sit and what's your work environment going to be. So we just talked about what you need to have. Um, so it's all important. So, but most important things that you learn doing courses like this, including microsurgery, it is ability to be comfortable with the microscope environment. This is completely different surgery when you go under the microscope. Everything you've done before, it magnifies. And um, even your handling stuff, the working, so your hands are <laughs> going in the wrong direction. So there is, um, number one, is be comfortable working with the microscope, micro instruments, micro sutures. Um, you need to learn how to gently dissect very fragile tissues, rats and mice, specifically mice, have a very fragile vessels and tissues. So you have to be very careful um, how to handle that. You have to learn how to, like basic surgical technique, how to cannulate stuff. What is involved with this uh, surgical planning? So again, so you don't jump with closed eyes and you know dive into that. You really have to sit down and make in the plan what is it you do. So surgical planning, step by step, attention to little details. That's what you learn uh, during these uh, courses like this and troubleshooting. So what does it go wrong? So by doing the lab work, doing the courses like this, you encounter that all kind of mistakes, all kind of trouble. The clamp came out, you ripped mm -hmm. something. Um, so you have to learn not to panic <laughs> and what to do to fix it, to save animal life and to go on with your experiments. So you don't have to lose the data, you don't lose the animal, so don't lose your drugs. So, so there's something that I can teach or we can teach or be taught on these courses like this. So people will um, be just more sufficient, more confident, more comfortable. So this is kind of things uh, people learn not only how to operate under microscope, but the whole nine yards of the surgery. They become like mm -hmm. surgeons. So uh, it's a whole world opens up when you take courses like that. Yeah, definitely. I'll say this. There's very likely very little beginner's luck with microsurgery. So definitely <laughs> lots of training involved Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yes, it's a skill. So you're basically learning the skill. So the more you do it, the better you become. So it yeah. is practice. Like we teach the kids, right? The uh, practice makes it perfect. That's exactly right. Exactly. And you have a good environment, good instructor, and um, you know, and then you practice. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. And I think this will be our last question for our chat today. But um, what do you love most about teaching microsurgery um, in your courses? I, what I love, so my, my course is Monday through Friday. So Friday is my favorite day. I love Mondays, but it's like, it's fun to see them, how they start and how they finish on Friday. So my, mostly my students are surgeon, surgeons, human surgeons from different specialties, as you mentioned before. So satisfaction of seeing them succeed and struggle through the whole five days and be very happy with their own success is the most, most um, rewarding and satisfying feeling to give um, them certificates and give the hug back, get a hug back for um, 
learning and they happy feeling and they are very satisfied and with their success. They work very hard. No matter your researcher or surgical or uh, surgeon, they all work very hard, but they see what they accomplished and it makes my heart feel. And I'll be happy to see that we make a difference in the world. The people go back to their operating room or their research table and uh, you know, they do better. They perform better and they save animals' life and human lives and uh, they're doing uh, their job much better with the skills that they learned. Yeah, that definitely sounds super rewarding, especially because the outcome is such an important um, part of the world, um, saving lives and doing research and developing life-saving techniques and all of that. So that's really, really cool. Um, I want to thank you so much for your time and your insights. Um, it really was a pleasure to have you with us and thanks so much for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me and good luck to, uh, to our courses together. <laughs> Yeah, we love them. They're love still them going. <laughs> Thank you. And we hope that you enjoyed this episode of Real Science and that you'll tune into future episodes where scientists, just like you, answer questions about their life, their work, and share insights into what it's like to be doing real science. Don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>